Hello, and welcome to another episode of Music and Vibes. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Guys, why didn't somebody tell me last week that yesterday was the first day of October? If you remember, I said last week on the podcast that I would begin doing two episodes a week beginning in October. And I think I specifically said the first week in October. Well, to be perfectly honest, I thought that I had another week or two coming up before the beginning of October. So I was like, oh, great. I have time to plan. I have time to figure out what we're going to talk about, what we're going to do. So yeah, I thought I had more time. And so Friday of last week, when I was going through my planner, looking at what I had to do and what I wanted to do, I saw that yesterday was the beginning of October. And I was just like, Oh my goodness, I don't have as much time as I thought. So yeah, since I realized I didn't have that extra week to come up with a plan and to go through your responses, I realized I just had a few days, yeah, Friday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, like three days before the beginning of October. So I had to come up with something. So this weekend, you can imagine what I was doing. Yes, I was coming up with ideas for the extra podcast, as well as coming up with a good day to have the extra podcast. So after much brainstorming, I came up with the following ideas for the second podcast. I've decided that I am going to put out the second episode on Fridays and call the Friday episodes of Music and Vibes Weekend Love. And on the Friday episodes, what we're going to do, they're going to last for maybe five to 10 minutes. And in these episodes, we'll just talk about one thing that we can do that weekend to improve our marriage or relationship. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. And I just can't wait for you to hear Friday's episode of Music and Vibes called Weekend Love. And the great thing about it is like, you're not going to be doing these things alone. I am also going to be taking our challenges and whatever we talk about doing to improve our marriage and relationship. I'm going to do it as well. So it's not like you're just going to be doing it. I'm going to do it as well. So it's going to be like this little fun thing where we can try it over the weekends and just see what we can do to improve our marriages. I am super excited about the direction of Music and Vibes. And this week, I don't have a question for you, but could you please do me a favor? And that favor is to go to the Music and Vibes Facebook page and like the page. Yep. That's it. You don't have to say hi to me. You don't have to do anything. Just go and like the page. And the reason I'm asking you to do this is because I'm thinking about maybe doing some Facebook Live podcast episodes on Friday. And in order for you to get these episodes, you need to like the page so you can see what is being posted on Music and Vibes. No worries. I don't plan to do that until November, but to make sure that you don't forget, just go ahead and do it right now. So go over to the Music and Vibes page and right now and like the page so that when we do start doing the friday episodes doing it like facebook live you will already have it all right guys don't forget go do it now all right cool now today on the podcast we are going to talk about whether you are the problem in your relationship yep You heard me right. I said it. So I'm going to say it again. Today on the podcast, I want to talk to you about how to determine if you are the problem in your relationship. I know this is a hard pill to swallow, believe me, but I think it's only fair to admit that our spouse is not the only person responsible for some of the problems that we may be experiencing in our relationships or in our marriage. So many times, it is easy to point the finger at our spouse for all the problems that we are having. But how often do we just step back and see what we did to contribute to the decay of the relationship or the marriage? 
Today I was at the library and I was working on this podcast episode when I decided to take a picture with my smartphone of an idea that I came up with and I wrote down a piece of paper. Okay, yeah, I do this sometime because I don't always keep the paper that I wrote the idea on and there have been many a times I actually had a great idea, I wrote it down on a loose leaf piece of paper and I lost it. Yeah, and then I spent some time trying to figure out what the idea was to begin with. I couldn't remember because I wrote it down. So, what I've decided to do is, whenever I come up with an idea, I write it down. But then, in addition to writing it down, I take a picture of it with my smartphone so that I can look it up later and see what that idea was. So, I was at the library. I came up with a great idea. I wrote it down on a piece of paper. But when I turned my camera on on the smartphone, I noticed that the lens were blurry. And that I couldn't read the words on the picture that I had just taken. Now, when I, when I saw this, my first thought was like, man, I really need to get another phone. Which is logical because I've dropped my phone and broken my phone so many times until some of the pieces on the front of the screen is broken. All right, I'm just too cheap to buy another one. And then the second thing is, I'm used to my phone. I know how it works. I have all my stuff in it. So then if I get another phone, I have to reprogram it. La la, you know, it's just the whole hassle. So I have not done it yet. So I was just thinking, okay, maybe it is time for me to get a new phone since it is broken. But I really need to get this information. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try to take the picture again. So I tried to refocus it. I tried a whole bunch of stuff. And I could not get a clear picture. It was still blurry and hard to read. Now, I was playing with the camera for a while because I just can't let things go at times. And then I realized that um, when I took selfies, the picture was very clear. But when I tried to take pictures of other things, the picture came out blurry. Finally, I decided that um, maybe if I cleaned the lens it would make a difference. And I think I just thought about that. Cause you know how sometimes you keep trying different things and then finally out of desperation, you're just like, okay, fine, I've done this, I've done that. I'm just going to clean the lens and see what happened. And so, yeah, that's kind of how the conversation went with myself. And then I was like, I did it. And oh my goodness, you will be surprised that the picture came out looking very clear. It was easy to focus and adjust. So that was the problem. It, the problem was not that my phone was broken. No. Okay, the phone is broken, but that was not the problem. The problem was that my lens were dirty. So even though my phone is broken, the reason I was unable to take clear pictures had nothing to do with the phone's brokenness, but it had everything to do with the lens that I was trying to look at the picture with. Now, why did I tell you this story? Because there's a parallel. Sometimes in our marriages, we focus on the obvious so and not the solution. And what I mean by that is that we have a tendency to focus on the faults and brokenness of our spouse instead of focusing on how we are contributing, seeing that person, or our own faults and issues. We tend to magnify what they did wrong and then give, us, give ourselves a pass. Like I was magnifying the fact that, oh goodness, my phone's broken, I probably need a new one. Instead of thinking, Keanu, clean the lens, <laughs> you know? It's like sometimes those small things that we can do to make things better, we don't even think about because we're so focused on what the problem is. And I think in our marriage, we do the same thing. We're so focused on our husband's wrong or our wife's wrongs and we tend to magnify what they do wrong and then we give ourselves a pass and don't even pay attention to what we do marriage is the joining of two people together so if there is a problem the problem is not just your spouse you are also part of the problem just like i was part of the problem that i couldn't take a clear picture with my phone 
How was I the problem? I was part of the problem because I didn't take time to clean my clean the lens of the phone. I didn't take care of the phone. Apparently not because I dropped it several times. And the phone was neglected because the lens were really dirty. And sometimes we do the same to our marriage. Our marriages are neglected. We don't see what the issue is. We can't see how we could be the problem. But there is a parallel. I remember when... Um, I first got married, and I'm just going to tell you this story because I feel it's a good example of focusing on the problems and not the solutions. Now, I think the only exception to this rule would be in the case of maybe domestic violence, and in that case, the abuser is totally at fault. There's nothing you did wrong. You didn't contribute to being abused. But other than that, I think if there's a problem in the relationship, you both are at fault. It's not his fault. It's not your fault. It's not her fault. It's not their fault. It's both of your faults. So you can't just say it's all his fault. No, because it's yours too. And since it's both of your faults, I think you should take ownership and start working on ways to fix it. Now, before you get mad at me, hear me out, hear me out. There have been times, and there continue to be times in my marriage, where my husband and I have had an argument, and I felt that he was totally wrong and that the whole argument was his fault. Now, even if I was correct, which I was not, in my assessment, the whole argument was his fault and that he was totally wrong. The fact is that I argued with him instead of just walking away until I calmed down and then tried to talk things out with him later in a calm manner. That makes me just as responsible for the argument as he is. He may have started it, but I didn't have to join in and contribute to the argument. Even if you don't say anything, but your body language lets him or her know how upset you are with him, even though you act as if you're not and even if you don't say anything verbally, you still are responsible for the argument because you are not doing anything to come up with a positive solution. And please believe me, silence and all the silent treatment, it does not work. Sometimes we are the problem and we don't even know it. Now let's go through, let's do a test or a quiz. Now here are some questions that I want you to ask yourself or I'll ask you and I just want you to answer truthfully. Now like I always say, you do not have to scream yes to everything. You can just say it quietly or mentally in your mind. You can say yes to the answer if any of these questions describe you. Or if you're home and by yourself, you'd be like, yep, that's me. But regardless whether you say it out loud or whether you say it to yourself, I want you to acknowledge if any of these things describe you and just say, yep, that's me. All right, so there's like 16 questions I want to ask you, but they're, they're not difficult. So it's just like yes or no, that's it. Are you a hothead? Do you think that you are smarter than your spouse and that he or she is inferior? Do you avoid or start conflict? Do you have a hard time apologizing or taking responsibility for your actions? Do you make decisions in your marriage based off the opinions of your friends and family? Are you obsessed with social media? Do you compare your spouse to other men or your relationship to that of other couples and for guys i'm going to rephrase that and say do you compare your spouse to other women or your relationship to other couples are your needs and priorities more important than that of your spouse do you hold your spouse responsible for making you better are you letting your spouse do all the work in the relationship and you not do anything and what i mean is like do you let your spouse always be the first one to apologize and you feel like you don't have to apologize do you give your spouse silent treatment every time that you argue? 
Are you unhappy with yourself? Do you have a hard time staying on topic when you argue? Do you have a hard time admitting that you are wrong? Do you have a hard time admitting that you could even be a part of the problem? Do you think the worst about your spouse in every situation instead of thinking the positive? If your response to any of these 16 questions were yes, then unfortunately, you are in denial because you are definitely a part of the problem in your marriage or relationship. Now, I'm not just picking on you or trying to call you out. I'm sure if your spouse took the quiz, they would find out that they too were contributing to the problems in your marriage or relationship. However, since you are the only one listening to the podcast at this time, I have to point out that you are a part of the problem in this relationship. I'm just going to be honest with you and tell you that while you were answering the questions, I too were ans- I was answering the same questions. And believe it or not, which I'm sure you can believe because you know me by now, I said yes to some of the questions. So that shows that I am also part of the problem in whatever issue my husband and I may have. Now, the good thing about this is that regardless of who you are and how perfect you think you are, including me, we all have faults and we are all responsible for the problems in our marriage. No one is exempt. Now that we know that we are part of the problem in our marriage, the question now becomes, how do we change the dynamic? Well, the first thing we can do to change the dynamic is stop focusing on the faults of our spouse and work on ourselves. It's common knowledge that we cannot change our spouse. And if you are trying to change them, please stop. It's not going to work. Trying to change your spouse is not going to work, regardless of how much you whine or nag your spouse. Believe me, I've tried. doesn't work. The only person that you can change is yourself. And once again, changing yourself is harder than you realize because... It's not, it's easy to see faults in someone else, but it's harder to see faults in yourself. So when you try to change yourself, it's difficult because you have to first realize, recognize, and accept that, yes, I have issues. I have things I could work on. I could be a better me. You have to work on these things, recognize this. And then once you recognize it, you have to start changing it. Now, changing it is hard because the things that we do are a result of things that we have learned as children, a result of how we were raised, what we've seen. It's a whole result of everything that's happened to us in our lives. And these have become our behaviors. And so to change our behaviors take a lot of time because we have to do behavior modification. So maybe instead of when your husband does something that gets on your nerves, instead of screaming like, why don't you remember to do this? You may want to modify your behavior and change it and just say, you know what? It's okay. It's not the end of the world. So in a way you have to kind of reframe how you view things and look at things differently. So instead of getting annoyed and angry and pissed every time something happened, you have to be like, okay, such is life. It's not going to go my way all the time and just let it go because that is how you begin to change. And that's how you begin to reframe your view and work on things. And that is why it's so hard to change ourselves. Well, it's just easy to see ourselves with clearer vision when we are not always looking at the faults of our spouse. There's a scripture in the Bible that's like, it's easy to see like the, what was it? I think the beam in your neighbor's eye and not see it in yours. Well, it's true. It's like easy to see what your spouse is doing, but then not recognize that, hey, you are doing the same thing. So that is why you have to change yourself. And that's why changing yourself is not easy. And that's why it's so easy to see what our spouse is doing and not see what we are doing. 
The whole thing is, though, like that story I told earlier about the lens. Sometimes our lens, when we look at our spouse, is very blurry. But the lens, when we look at ourselves, is very clear. So if the lens that you are seeing your spouse through is very blurry, you need to clean the lens and realize that your husband is not as bad as you think. And he may not be the jerk that you think he is. Or you might realize your wife may not be as lazy as you think she is because the house is not clean to your standards. You will have a better understanding and appreciation for the person that you married if you could take responsibility for your actions and realize that it takes a lot to be married to you. Yes, sometimes we think we're easy to get along with. We are not always easy to get along with. And if we could just recognize that it takes a lot of patience and tolerance for our spouse to be married to us, then we would have a different kind of appreciation for them and respect and know that they are not... always the issue and that we are and we would stop even thinking of them being an issue and we will work on ourselves recognizing your faults and becoming self-aware is one way to begin working on yourself but in addition to becoming self-aware you need to also be able to self-assess and change the behavior by changing your mindset now self-assessment is diff it's easy for me <laughs> just difficult to follow through because i'm like i can even not always I'm at a point now in my life where I can easily recognize Kiana that was kind of messed up you should probably apologize or you need to change or whatever I can see that I can self-assess but for me it's just one of those things where it's difficult sometimes to follow through with the self-assessment because you can see you're wrong but do we go back and apologize when we do something we're not supposed to do or say something that's wrong? It's easy to just be upset and fly off the handle at your spouse. But do you go back and apologize? Those are the things that self-assessment make you aware of. And if you know that, okay, if I get upset, I'm going to do this or that or the other, it's up to us to change that and change our behavior and stop doing the same thing over and over. Because let me just tell you, Knowing you did, knowing what you're doing wrong but not working to change it is just as hurtful as not acknowledging that you did something wrong because nothing is being changed. If you are having a hard time changing your behavior, I would suggest that you may need to see a counselor so that you can work on modifying and changing your behavior with the help of a professional who can help guide you through this process. Now, I'm not saying that Oh my goodness, you're doing, you have faults and you're not perfect. So you, something must be wrong with you. No, that's not even it. Counseling, like I tell everyone, is not a bad thing. It does not mean you are crazy. It doesn't mean that you have issues. It just means that you are a self-aware person and you realize, okay, I'm not good at this. Maybe I should get some help because we all get help for things that we need help with. Like I can't fix a car, so I wouldn't try to fix my car and I don't feel bad about taking it to a mechanic because that's not my thing. I don't fix cars. And if you're somebody and you don't like to cook, you shouldn't feel bad about not being able to cook. That's just not your thing. So you can get help with that. And that's how I view marriage and that's how I view relationships. And that's why I think we, we are working on ourselves to make ourselves the best that we can be so we can be better for our spouse and improve our relationships and our marriages. Going to see a counselor does not mean that there's anything wrong with you. It doesn't mean that, oh my goodness, you have to be crazy. It doesn't mean any of those things. It just means that you recognize, okay, I'm not good in this area when it comes to communicating or 
talking to my spouse or I'm not good in the area of handling my anger. So maybe I need to talk to someone about it. So then you go to a professional and you talk to him about it. Now, I'm not saying that you should go as a couple and get marriage counseling because remember, today we're not working on them. We're working on us. So it would be beneficial for you to go maybe and talk about, okay, well, when I get angry, I do this and then work on ways to fix it. Because one thing with counseling, you can work on ways to modify that behavior and to really change and make a difference instead of continuing to do the same thing just with the self-awareness that, oh, I do this. And I do not want anyone to say, which I've heard before, well, they know that if they do this, I'm going to react this way, so they shouldn't do it. You can't say that because you are responsible for your actions. You can't say that this person made me do this. No, they didn't. They may have frustrated you and made you upset, but you ultimately are responsible for your actions. So that's why I would suggest that if you're having a hard time dealing with certain things and modifying your behavior, you should get the help of someone who's a professional to guide you through this process so that you can be better and so that you can change how you react with your spouse and also change how you view them because recognizing that you are a part of the problem is a start but you need to put in the work to change now remember the state of your marriage is a direct result of the effort and attention you put in so if you want your marriage to be better then you need to put in the time the effort and the attention so that it will be better One thing I've noticed in my marriage is that whenever I'm in a good place spiritually, and guys, if you are not um, a Christian and if you don't believe in God, please forgive me. I'm not trying to force my religion on you. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just talking about my personal experience. So if there's a higher power that you go to when you need help or you need to meditate or talk, then do that as well. But what I'm saying is like for me personally, I notice that when I'm in a good place spiritually, then I'm in a good place in my marriage usually. And I think it's because when I spend time with God and I talk and I pray, I get clarification and my mind's clear. I'm able to like view things um, in a rational and positive way. So I guess the whole thing is like I have clarity. I can see me for who I am. I can view things differently. Even the way, even my approach is different when I'm in a good place spiritually. However, I notice that when I don't take the time to pray or I'm in a rush or I'm too busy and I miss weeks while reading my Bible or talking to God, then again, my marriage is not in a good place. Why? Because I'm not in a good place spiritually. And I think that sometimes we neglect and we fail to realize that marriage is just not about me and my husband. And it's not just about you or your wife or your husband. It's not just about two people. It is about you, your spouse, and God. Because God is ultimately the one who can help you change. God is the one who can help your spouse change. God is the one who can put you together or tell you to pray about different things. God is the one who can keep it together. And so that's why I think that it's important. In addition to recognizing we are the problem for the problems in our marriage, we are responsible for problems in our marriage, it's also important for us to realize that God is the one who can help us both. He is that person that we can go to and talk to and pray to who can make things better. And that is why I'm telling you that spiritually, when you're in a good place, spiritually, you are also probably going to be in a good place in your marriage. Now, did you know that when you spend time in prayer and meditation, you are actually engaging in the part of the brain, which involves self-reflection and self-soothing. And this is why you're able to find clarity and focus when you pray. When you have clarity and focus, you make better decisions. And I would like to also add, when we pray, 
we also are talking to God. And I do believe that God gives us insight on what it is we need to do to be better. So that is why I do suggest that if you want to have a better outlook and you want to make better decisions, focus on yourself and also work on yourself so that if you are part of the problem, which I've already said, we all are part of the problems in our marriage, that we can stop being part of the problems and we can become part of the solution. Now, I don't have all the answers for you on how to fix or improve your marriage, but God does. And sometimes when our marriages are in a mess, it's because our relationship with God is not what it should be. So today, I just want to encourage you not to just accept responsibility for your part in the state of your marriage. I also want to encourage you to recognize that you are a part of the problem and begin taking active steps to modify your behavior and change so that we become part of the solution in our marriage. But I also want to encourage you to reconnect with God and with your spouse so that our marriages can get better. Now, the song that we're going to listen to today is called Since I've Been Gone. And the song is about a woman who realizes she needs to reconnect with God. People always want to say, I can live life my way. And there's nothing God can do to me or to you. It's true that we have a choice to do wrong or right. But what if he walked away? And let you doing your own thing I thought that I could handle My life on my own But all this freedom's left me Feeling scared and alone Running around in circles Trying to figure things out But what if I just let him in And let God work things out Since I've been gone It's not the same Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Now, before I end the podcast, I would just like to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Anique Music and the Music and Vibe Store, for their continued support of the show. Anique Music is a publishing company that represents all of the music that you hear on the show, so thank you, Anique Music, for your continued support. The Music and Vibe Store is an online store that will make you the envy of all your friends. So stay tuned for more details about the grand opening of the Music and Vibe Store. I also want to give a shout out to you, the listeners. Without your support, Music and Vibes could not exist. So guys, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your support. I also would like to ask you to please try to take the time today to share this episode of the podcast with a friend. And don't forget, if you want to hear more episodes of the podcast, you can go to our website, the Music music and Vibes website, and it's musicandvibes.com. Once again, that's musicandvibes.com. And you can just go there for more podcast episodes. You can go there to read blogs. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you can get the podcast that will be coming out on Fridays. All right, I think that's all. So until next time, guys, love you, love you. Thanks so much for being so awesome and enjoy the rest of your week. See you Friday.